It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The transfer portal is very loud throughout college football. But when it comes to the Plains, we're not hearing a whole lot. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a lot of you out there. It's favorite day of the week. It's a Charlie Tuesday as we are joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. It's portal season, but Auburn does not appear to be participating in the festivities at this point. Yeah, we're going to sit this one out, I think. We're going to wait till next year. Um... They can't, right? I mean, eventually, I mean, there's just there's more dudes in the portal. No, I mean, we said this a year ago. There's more dudes in the portal right now than there are scholarships available. So Auburn will eventually land some guys. It's just it doesn't seem to be happening right now. Yeah, I would have thought that. I mean, I think the the casual fan and even the fan that you know dives a little bit deeper into it, they like the people that listen to our show, uh, your show. I think that when you look at the roster, you you totally see. You got to have wide receivers. You got to have offensive linemen. And we haven't gotten a one yet, a single one yet. Uh, after after the early one in uh, December, January, we heard a lot of, oh, just wait till after spring. Just wait till after spring. The portal's going to explode. The portal's going to explode after spring. Um, Which it has. Anybody. We still haven't. It has, sort of. I mean, it's exploded with bodies. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really exploded with a whole lot of difference makers after spring. But, um, yeah, haven't had anybody yet. Um, and we've lost a bunch. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. This Ricky Pearsall kid uh, from Arizona State, he's a pretty hot commodity wide receiver. Um, I feel like we've I given Arizona it, State a lot. Um Yeah. Get, I mean, that should have been a sign, sign and trade. That's what I'm gave saying. Devin Cambridge. Yeah, we gave, we, we gave, gave Oregon Devin. their quarterback, and we got a bunch of goods in return. I feel exactly. like it could be a similar thing. Yeah, we gave you Devin Cambridge. You're going to have 62 alley-oop highlights. And Roe Torrance. Roe Torrance is And Roe Torrance. Like, give us a wide receiver. Yeah, uh, I think it's a fair I trade. I think he's probably going probably gonna to go to Florida. So, um, it just seems like names pop up. Maybe we'll get this kid from UCLA, but he's a pass rusher. Um, and I don't know, and, but no, there's still not a whole lot on the offensive line. And maybe we get a kid, uh, an in-state kid who went to Miami. Um, he may jump on board pretty soon. I'm uh, fine with getting it, a pass rusher because, I mean, we've talked about this. Right now there's three edge guys, and you probably yep, need it, four. Um, three is fine sure. until somebody misses a game or two and sprains an ankle and they're out 12 days kind of thing. So I, right. I, I would like a fourth one of those. Um because they'll play. That helps you this season. Another offensive lineman at this point, I don't think helps you. At no, I don't this think point. you can you're right. I don't think I don't think you can get one right now that's going to make an impact. There were several probably in December right. in January that you could have taken a shot at. Uh but now I feel like the problem is next year you're going to lose a uh, substantial amount of players like it may not necessarily be hey let's get guys that can play right now but maybe there's some good 
uh, depth pieces, you know, maybe some sophomores or, or uh, juniors with two or three years to play that you can look at and be no different than adding, you know, like a Juco signee. Um, yeah. So I wrote a story about this a lot. in the fall. Auburn's going to have 15 offensive linemen on scholarship. Four, right. four of them are super seniors. Nick Brahms, Brandon Council, Austin Troxel, and Alec Jackson. Four mm. will just be normal seniors, which is weird that we have to clarify that now. Killian Dyer, Brendan Coffey, Cam Stutz, and Jalil Irvin. Yep. And then three juniors, Keandre Jones, Tate Johnson, Jeremiah Wright. Avery Jernigan's the only sophomore. Then you got some some young guys. Colby Wooden, or sorry, Colby Smith, Garner Langlow, and EJ Harris. And so it's like, the path to playing time is very clear for the older guys. Yeah. But after they're all gone, I I, I kind of have a hard time finding out who it's going to be. And so like left exactly. t- Zaire can come back, assuming he wins the left tackle job. He could come back. Brandon Council could not if he wins one of the guard spots. Nick Brahms could not. Keandre Jones is probably going to go pro. And Austin Troxel yeah. cannot. So in theory, if that's your starting five, which you may disagree on, on my projections there, um, but if those, all of if those are your starting five, like if the only way you get any of those guys back is if Zaire uses his COVID year, which he might. Yeah, I, I don't know. He very well could because he's only been playing football for like four or five years, so it would probably be beneficial for him to have two years under his belt. So, but yeah, there's just not a lot. I mean, you could in theory, out of fifteen guys, you could lose eight of them. I mean, you could you could lose eight of them to either uh, to either. I mean, you're going to lose four, like you named already, four to they're just they've completely exhausted all their eligibility. Four others that could leave, they could graduate transfer, they could do other things. Keandre Jones is probably going to have a pretty good amount of um, of pro talk, like you said. So right there, yeah. that's eight, that's not eight or nine guys out of fifteen, and like we got to start adding people. Like you get, you can't just go into a, you can't go into and be competitive in a, in a, in, in the sec or in college football in general. So, yeah. Like so, so I, I'm with you. Guys. I'm with you on this 100%. You need, you need more than, than, than what's currently on this team, just from depth and to practice efficiently. And over the course of the season, guys get banged up and they can't practice throughout the week. And you just need bodies after a certain point. But as far as Harson winning in 2022, you're done. Your your roster is what it is. Yeah, I I don't think. And so then the question is like, okay, if you add, we've talked about this before. If you add your redshirt sophomore that comes in, and it's like, all right, you got a chance to start somewhere in 2023 or 2024. Is getting him now that much different or that much of an advantage of getting a guy that could, could compete to start this time of year in, from now? Yeah, get him in j- December. The guy, the good, the good crop of transfers yeah. uh, from November to January. You're probably right. You're probably right. I, I just look at it. It's just and, and and we do have decent numbers on the offensive line. And uh, I, I guess, man, it's just you see you see the losses and you don't see the additions back in it. So it's like yeah. anytime you go into a season where we you don't get you don't get all your numbers back. I mean, you you got to be at a disadvantage. I mean. You, you, you just you have to be so uh, I, I don't know we, we 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 seem to maybe we either struck out or we didn't have a um, I don't know many backup plans uh, for December and 
maybe we thought some guys were going to be in there now and they aren't or you just can't get them. I don't know. But portal has not been – when when the portal – I just feel like when you look at rebuilding the program, I'm very anxious to see what USC does. I'm very anxious to see what South Carolina does next year, Arkansas. Teams that have really gone out and taken advantage and added top-tier talent from the portal, like rebuilds shouldn't take that long anymore. Like in theory, they shouldn't they shouldn't take that long anymore if you take advantage of what you're given. But um, you still so, need you still need a core in place, right? Yeah. Um. No, I, so I I don't know. But we just saw in the draft the core that we have right now. I hate to say it, and I hate to be negative. The core we have right now is not very talented. Uh, this, especially on offense, this will be without a doubt. I I, I would. And I like I said, I hate being negative, but I honestly, I this is good, could be one of the least talented offenses that I can remember. I can remember at Auburn. Um, yeah, yeah, and man, we've, we've, we've been through it. There's been some years in the past decade where offensively, man, like we've really, really been through it. Um, yeah. I, I want to stay on this topic of the draft. I mean, specifically, what can a coach do to get guys drafted? That that's a big talking point right now, right here on Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I want to thank you for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day as it is a Charlie Tuesday as Locked on Auburn is free free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Charlie 5, seriously, what can a coach do to get guys drafted right now? If you're Brian Harson, I mean, this is a big yeah. talking point right now. What are your thoughts to the answer to that question? Well, I mean, I, I, I've heard that it's you know, it's a big reflection on Harson from this year that the the draft was uh, ended up so poorly. It's a big reflection on him as a coach and him uh, as as far as like where our program's going in just in year one, mm-hmm. like uh, not getting guys drafted. Um, and I kind of thought it was a joke. Like I, I was like, wow, that's a funny joke. I wrote it down in my journal. Like that's a funny joke that I heard today. But then I realized it was actually very serious. Um, that there's actually people that put a lot of the blame. And I am by far not a Harson apologist. Um, I mean, I, and I feel like I've been pretty even. I've been I've been positive when there's needed to be positive. There's negative when there need to be negative. What did you think about my take yesterday? I mean, I, my take yesterday me, was pretty pro-Harson. It was. It was. You had me seething at first because I thought you were about to go there. I thought you were about to go. I baited you, yeah. You baited me, and then you you plot twisted so beautifully. And I thought your point was absolutely, like, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Um, what can coaches do to get guys drafted? Well, I would think you try to put, put players in position to maximize statistics, maximize exposure. Uh, I mean, Zacoby McLean led, uh, almost led, he either led the SEC in tackles for the second year in a row, or he had, close to the lead i mean just a pile of tackles i mean what else can you do i mean um, he was not blessed with just god-given uh size and speed and length but the kid makes plays so you put him on the field and put him in positions and you gotta you build a system around him where he can make plays 
Roger had this the he was pro football focus's number one rated corner in the country. Like, what else can you do? Zach, where do you think Roger should have gotten drafted? I, I mean, is there anybody that, that thought anything other than late first, early second? Is there any? I mean, yeah, I mean, season. I mean, I don't remember anything, anything where he could be. He he was like a top fifteen pick. Um, I, I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. well, NFL draft people are all about like measurements, and so yeah. the the arm length thing took him out of a lot of people's boards. So speaking of arm length, I was watching uh, everybody's making fun. And, and this is kind of a remind, this is kind of like emphasizing that everybody was making fun of uh, Eli Ricks. He got arrested. Uh, he, he's the transfer from LSU, went to Alabama. I don't know if it was a picture. It was either a picture from the Alabama spring game or it was a picture that was like Photoshop with him in an Alabama jersey. His arms, his knuckles dragged the ground. Like his arms are incredibly long, like incredibly long. And Roger doesn't have that. That's just one thing that. He just doesn't have length that that corners that corners have, and but he still had one of the statistically best seasons that you could have as a cornerback. Yeah, and he went, but he went where we thought he would go, and that so, kind of leads but, into but here. The, here uh, here's my argument to this, and and I agree with you because Harson can't make Zacoby McLean two inches taller, and he can't make Roger McCreary's arms two inches longer. So I agree with you, but I yeah. think the answer to this question is, and this goes back to. And I, I remember that it was after, it may have been after the 2013 draft when Auburn just had one guy drafted. And I talked about how it's not the coaching staff's job to get guys drafted because it helps with recruiting and it helps because you're helping out these guys that gave you four or five years of their life. Right. But their job is to use you to be a good college football player for them to win games. Right. And I think... I think it's changed a little bit over the last eight years. But if it was Harson's sole job, and we'll even lump Malzahn into this, if it was whoever if it was whoever Rogers head coach was to get him drafted, you would call the NFL, you would talk to scouts and be like, Oh, okay, he's probably a nickel at the NFL. And so then do you put your best corner instead of going up against the best outside wide receiver and you put him at nickel? Because if he would have had proof that he could play, you know, 60% of the snaps in nickel, he would have been a first-round pick, assuming yeah. he executed at the same level he did as an outside corner. But, but to me... That's ridiculous. Well, you're not going to do ridiculous. that. ridiculous, yeah. You're going to get him following, you know, Boutte, and you're going to get him following, you know, your... Uh, I mean, insert I mean, first-round draft Mechie, pick in the SEC Mechie, here. I mean, he covered Mechie very well. Like a freaking blanket. Last, yeah. Outside of the last play of the game. I mean, right. and, and, but but you put a guy on the outside like Roger, and he has a season that he uh, he has the season that he does on the outside. Like, how good is he going to be when you bring him, like, short, like, shorten the area and give him people around him, like, on the outside and on the inside to help him guard, but he's going to be that much better. I just – I, I, I honestly, I couldn't believe that that was a real football person that covers it. I, I couldn't believe that was real football people like takes. Like I could, I couldn't believe it. Um, that uh, we, it was, it was, it was Harson's fault that Roger got drafted exactly where he was pretty much projected to be drafted, and Zacoby, who was always going to be a fringe guy because of his measurables. Um, how about TD Moultrie? Like, who would have ever thought TD Moultrie would have signed a free agent deal? Like period. Yeah. Uh, with his first four years, he became he became other than you know if if he doesn't get 
screwed by um, Big Cat and Big Cat Bryant and his mom for for you know the you know not following over there and then yeah, turning it in and all that stuff. garbage. Right. If he do, if he doesn't miss those games, like he may have played his way into the draft. Maybe, maybe he was he was he became kind of a factor. Um, so I'm just it, that that whole thing. Other than the messaging, other than the messaging, like I I thought that I, I there's no way you can put. Uh, year one there's no way you well, can put them on and then if if colby yeah. and and Derek don't come back they get drafted owen gets drafted i mean there's tank gets drafted like there's a lot of people lot, or not i'm sorry tank can't get drafted because he's a sophomore but there's several several guys that would have been drafted there's, had they not there's stayed. a real chance that you know I, I don't know nick brahms you know if he would have passed a physical or anything like that and that may have but like i think I think there's some value in him starting like eight years on an SEC team yeah. that the NFL yeah. would look at late. Um, Brandon Council the same way. Injury is going to be a big question, you know, as far as you know his his ability as well. But I think Derek Hall would have gotten drafted. I think Eku would have gotten drafted. I think the NFL is going to love Jalen Simpson for what he is. It's just an athletic raw piece that you can move and around. Length. He's got that length too. Yeah. So especially. In- um, I, I'm there with you, man. I'm there with you. Before we move on, what do you what do you think about the the messaging? That screams something that I'm not going to yell out. I'm yeah. not going to say so, what it screams, so, but I know and, where that and, came and, from. And, and, and I we talked, know where this came from. I, I don't so. know. I don't, I don't know if I if that's true on my case. But so uh, yeah, if you're watching on YouTube and and you missed God, yesterday's man. show, um, Auburn put out this was their their cover photo on their social. Platforms. Oh boy! It says the path to the draft begins on the planes. I got some mm. criticism that I made too big of a deal out of this. No, and, there, and, you and, could you didn't make enough big well, a deal. Well, out I of want it. I, <laughs> I I really care about messaging. You know, I was a comm theory major. I took all the comm theory classes I possibly could at Auburn. It's just it's the only thing I've enjoyed from an academic standpoint. You know, throughout yeah. throughout college and stuff was was communication theory and the marketing behind it and how messages are received. And it's just like, I don't understand how people who do this for a living thought that that was a good idea. You know where, you know who's going to be drafted and who's not. Like, you know what it is. Like, you can't, you can't say, you can't set yourself up for, and you know, I didn't necessarily hate, I didn't necessarily hate the the facts thing at the beginning. Remember how they did the we're back? The facts thing is kind of play off of the Michael Jordan thing. You remember that? We're back. No. Uh, they started spring back spring practice. We had a show about it. Uh, okay. They they did the they did the uh, press release and it's, all it said was we're back. It oh like yeah yeah yeah. Practice. That's right. Yeah, stuff like that. Like you're just kind of especially after a, a you know the year you had. Um, we do a lot of things. I feel like we're trying to be like catchphrasy or, or like sharp. I guess is the word I'm going for. But like it's sort of out of touch. It's sort of out of touch. Like the 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 draft thing. Like you don't. I don't think you really want to talk about the draft right now. You want to really play up Roger. You want to really promote him and say, hey, this is another DB we're putting into the league. Uh, yeah, you put then, out graphics then, with as soon as he's drafted of him and Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean guys. and Noah Benogany. And then you Pretty also and then you talk about Mobile. You talk about yeah. the the value of going in and finding talent in Mobile and turning them into a second round draft pick. That's that's the messaging. And the do. fact that he was a two star whatever three star whatever yeah yeah turned him into the number you know 34 35 overall pick like that's kind of the the direction you go not the path because clearly it's not this year it was not this year so the The sec the nfl was not through auburn the sec tied the the record 
they they set the record last year with 65 players drafted. They you know, then obviously it was the same number this year, which is kind of crazy to think about. But 65 players were drafted from the SEC for the second year in a row. This year, of the 65, one, one was from Auburn. That's only one more than Vanderbilt. They didn't have any. Like, that's just crazy to me to think about. And so, um, it it will get massively better next year. I think Auburn could have four, five, six, maybe seven guys drafted next year. Um, Yeah. Maybe that's a little optimistic. I don't think that it is. Um, But one thing we all can be optimistic on is this Auburn basketball roster. And Charlie Five shares his thoughts in just a moment. But I want to tell you about our friends at betonline.net. They are your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. And if this following conversation about Auburn basketball gets you excited, you can head over to BetOnline. And the futures for Auburn winning the SEC aren't bad. Check it out. Check it out. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NBA playoffs and uh, MLB baseball starting to heat up as well. So check it all out at BetOnline. Where the game starts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Charlie Five, Janai Broom, the big man from Moorhead State. You were really high on this guy as soon as he entered yes. the portal. You kind of were had the gut feeling that he was going to come to Auburn this whole time. You absolutely nailed it. You predicted that his visit to Florida was just kind of, you know, to make Florida feel good and uh, rip their hearts out on a Saturday afternoon. So that's always nice and exciting. But what does this guy add to this roster? I mean, he's Walker Kessler, but with a better inside game, like better offensively inside. Like I, I can create inside. That's what we have. We have a guy that can block shots just as good as Walker. Uh, okay, hold not- on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I've heard a lot of people say that. I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, defensively he's Walker Kessler. But let's talk about how ridiculous that if that's true, and he's able to do what Walker Kessler did last season. The fact that Bruce Pearl can get two of those guys in a row, I mean, that would be tremendous and historic, Charlie Five. Oh, I mean, very, Auburn was a top very. three team in blocking shots a year ago. And the fact that if like... They're going to be that again. There's no th- back-to-back years? I think it's going to be just as, just, as, just as good blocking shots. And then on top of that, he is a much better... Uh, a much better rebounder. Like one thing that I always was, I feel like was a knock on, uh, knock on Kessler was the physicality and being able to bang and get rebounds. This kid is like, uh, I mean, he's the complete package. He's he's no outside threat whatsoever, but he's got a little turnaround jump shot. Um, he's got a little jump hook. He's not just a cleanup crew. Um, I, I, I mean. I, I started Googling. I started looking at shot blockers. I started looking at shot blockers midway through the season. I'm like, we got to have we got to have this every year. And he he was one that popped up early. And and I, I've I've wanted him even before we've even started talking about the portal. Uh, this guy was was on our radar. I, I know that we talked. To, I know that he pretty much told Bruce uh, when they came and played he would love to play for Auburn. Um, <laughs> And uh, so I'm, and from then on, it's just been a thing. It's just been a thing. So, 
Um, I'm so excited. I, I, I and I, like you said, to be able to even think that we have the opportunity to, to put another player on the on the court that could possibly replicate what we just saw out of Walker from last year, and just be able to flip it second year in a row, you get. I don't care what anybody says. The number one center transfer, you got him two years in a row. So he got Walker, and then here's another thing: he he recruited Janai, who was a lifelong Gator fan. He recruited him away from his dream school. Right after he visited, his last visit was there, and he re- now they screwed. Can you imagine oh. if this happens? If Auburn gets a second transfer center in a, in a row and turns him into either another defensive player of the year winner or even a candidate for it. What that does for literally, I don't think I'm exaggerating here, for literally every transfer center for the rest of Bruce Pearl's tenure. Get in line. You know what I mean? Like It's uh, like, all right, go somewhere else and ball out, and maybe you'll be good enough to come here. Like, that's what that would send. Either transfer or high school. Like this coming up, I think either this week or next week, we're going to have two of the top centers in the country for 2023 that are going to be on campus. Yeah. So two six ten, two or a six ten and a six eleven guy. So um, it's I, unbelievable. I, I'm it's at the point now though where I almost prefer the transfers in some situations. Um, oh yeah, give me a grizzled veteran. That's what I want. In, in that role, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, when they're special like Jabari, you take Jabari, them. but um. Yeah. But yeah, I I think that'll be it'll be cool to see how Bruce handles the balance of all yeah. of this. Is the roster I'm, is the roster done? Do you think it's no. Julian Phillips, and then it's done? I I do. I think I think it's going to be. Tell, I, tell I, us about Julian Phillips because uh, so he he's a so five let me, star let me give you, exactly, that was committed to look. LSU, and yes. now he's essentially you know looking to see where he's going to go now. Six nine forward, he could play power, he could play small forward. Um, so I said from the beginning, the one thing this team cannot go without is a shooter. You gotta have a shooter. Okay. So a lot of people are looking at the Julian Phillips thing and you're like, man, that's awesome. Two five stars, Johan, uh Johan Trori and mm-hmm. and uh Julian Phillips. Where's the shooter? Where's the shooter? Basketball visits are cool because ba- basketball visits, the guys come in, they play pickup games, they kind of get to know each other. Uh, I was told that Julian Phillips absolutely lit it up from three and said, "I can play small forward. You don't need another. You don't need a shooter. This, this is this is this is where I want to play. I want to play three. I want to shoot threes." And he lit it up in practice. And I'm convinced we don't. I'm convinced that if if Julian Phillips is a guy. And we beat out Tennessee. He's going. To, he's going to visit Kansas State. Don't worry about that. That's not a big deal. Okay. His AAU coach. His AAU coach went there. I. I still kind of. I still feel like Julian Phillips is probably going to be the the last piece of this class. And I think he's going to be an absolute star. I think he's going to be an absolute star. He's in six. Another six. We're going to start six nine, six eleven, six eleven, three four five. If he beats out Allen, which. That'll be a that'll be a, a kind of a fascinating uh, competition. Um, Where's yeah. Westry in all of this? Westry I, that that lets Westry be able to play play two and rotate in at the three, but 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 stay at the two and be the slasher at six six. So you could have you could have six 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 nine six eleven six eleven on the court, um, and then you got Wendell who's so or Wendell and Zepp 
and all these guys that play point that are fast and they can just facilitate. Um, I just think, man, the spacing and the attention that people are going to have to have. You add a guy like Julian Phillips, um, holy cow, the sky's the limit. And if you don't get him, uh, if you don't get a guy like Julian Phillips, there's still some really good shooters out there. Um, there's still some really good shooters out there that you can add that, um, you know, you can get that 35, so, 38%. So we're one, we're one scholarship away from the yeah. roster being done. That's what you're saying. One scholarship is we're going to add one more. And I feel very confident it's going to be Julian Phillips. But um, if it's not, I think, I don't think we're going to be disappointed with whoever Bruce decides to add, but uh, really hoping this is the week. This, I kind of hope he would go ahead and pop and, and then not go on the Kansas state trip. But if he wants to go on the Kansas state trip, give him a nod to his AAU coach. Um, you know, maybe drive up his NIL value a little bit. Who knows? Uh, and sure. then, you know, end it towards the end of, uh, over the weekend. That'd be fine, too. Holy cow, though. Even if you don't get him, even if you don't add anybody else, if you don't add anybody else. It's a crazy added, class already. You just added the number one uh, the number one transfer center again, back-to-back, and, and, and an unbelievable shot blocker. And you add Yoan, I think it's Yoan, actually. Yoan Troy. Um, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, could be a one and done. Uh, he could be a one and done five or one and done four. Like he, he's that good. So with Chance Westry and with Trey Donaldson, like and with Chance Westry, like and, and then Trey Donaldson's. Lyric. Trey Donaldson's probably going to be cool. Just like I'm just going to chill for a minute. I'm going to learn the system, and because uh, I know what point guards, point guards put up numbers in this system. So if I just chill, learn the system, play defense, I'm going to get my shot. So. Right. Um, it's exciting, man. Basketball is uh, is a gl- uh, such a glimmer of light, such a such a ray of sunshine. Maybe the path to the draft um, starts at the plains was for the NBA draft. Maybe, Maybe that's, so. Maybe hey, that's what, what they if we have. More, they just used the wrong logo. They did. That's it. That's just a faux pas. So we're gonna have more basketball players drafted than football. Think about that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally double. Craziness. Charlie Five, how can people find you, hear you, love you, support yeah. you? Find me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five, AuburnLive.com, the corner message board, uh, in the Auburn, locked on Auburn Discord, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad by Golf Live. Let's get it. We'll be back tomorrow, right here on Locked on Auburn. See ya. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.